Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. By the way, this just in, Joe Biden just recently spoke to uh, Francois Mitterrand. Yes. You know, in 2021. Which, yeah, yeah, he did well, this it, back in 2020. Actually, it's funny you should say that, Bill, because right here on my tricky little button bar. Oh, you have it there. I, yeah, it's an important thing to I say. I have the you, audio of yeah. Joe, and I want everybody to listen very, very carefully because Mr. Knight will have something really interesting to say yeah, following this little 60-second yeah. clip. Yeah. People have pled guilty. You know, I, right, right, right after I was elected, I went to a, what they call a G7 meeting, all the NATO leaders. It was in, it was in the south of England. And I sat down and I said, America's back. And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean, from France, looked at me and said, uh, said, you know, what, why, how, how long are you back for? And I looked at him and the, and the Chancellor of Germany said, what would you say, Mr. President? If you picked up the paper tomorrow in the London Times, and the London Times said a thousand people break through the House of Commons, break down the doors, two bobbies are killed in order to stop the election of the prime minister, what would you say? I never thought about it from that perspective. What would we say if that happened in another democracy around the world? Oh, my God. This guy is so lost. I mean, really and truly. Uh But the thing that gets me, if you see this video, Bill... Mm-hmm. He he is, he looks spaced. I don't know whether they're giving him any medication so that he can stand up in front of crowds, but whatever they're giving him, they have to adjust the dosage because yeah. he seems to be lost. But the interesting thing about what he just said was... Well, we talked that he talked to Francois Mitterrand. Yes. And, uh, is there well, a problem you know, with that, Bill? Well, let's see. This was, what, 2020, uh, 2021 or something like that? that uh-huh. this, uh, he says he did this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Mitterrand, he died in 1996. Ooh, that could be a problem. It must have, yeah, been, a well, one-sided, it must have been a one-sided conversation, I'll tell you that much. Well, you know, you know, maybe it was, maybe he came back to him in a vision. Yes, maybe he know? sees dead people like that movie. You remember that movie, was it Sixth Sense? Yeah. I see dead people. Maybe, who knows? Um 1996, uh, you know. I, yeah, I guess he had a lot to know. talk about. He's been quiet for some time. Yeah, you know? he probably yeah he had a lot of <laughs> things to get off of his chest. And <laughs> Joe, you know, of course, the gears in his uh, of the windmills of his mind, they need to be greased because uh, apparently they are uh, not working right. And he's still trying to sell the January 6th uh, story, which, if you've been paying attention, now look, if, if you're a casual observer of life and his in history and politics and you saw that crowd and you turned the tv off went back to your football game you might think that it was uh, an uprising an insurrection too but the fact of the matter is in real life we don't think it was yeah it was more of a protest it was a protest but you know it's interesting you say the the unaware americans the people that look at the news on the surface they kind of tune in tune out I mean, in advertising, they tell you right now, you know, oh, you want to buy a 30 or 60 second commercial? Okay, most people sit there and they view those things like in the internet and everything else. They view it with the audio off and you got three seconds 
which, you know, gets back to the old uh, simul conscienceing thing. You know, the first three or four words you say, mm -hmm. better tell your story. And they're throwing this image out there that uh, even, uh, what's her name, Jim Pisaki is uh, on yeah. her show. She, you know, she, she knows that nobody's going to listen to her. Insurrectionist Donald Trump. It, you know, it's interesting you should say that, Bill, because you know, if you watch most commercials on the Internet will say uh, it'll count like five seconds and then it'll say mm. skip ad. You have to watch the first five seconds and then you can skip the ad if you want to. Have you seen that? Everything that yeah, because everything they should have said was should have been done in five seconds. Yes. So And if if you're an entrepreneur out there going, I'm gonna do something on the internet, there it is. You got your you you know, your three two one rule. Mm -hmm. And if you can't do it that way, your message, you spent you spent money, good money, on nothing. You know, Bill Maher, who is uh, anything but a conservative, he can never be uh, said to be somebody oh, who's a right wing. I don't no. watch him either, but uh, he had this to say about uh, about Joe Biden. You know, he, first I should play this clip. Joe Biden was uh, talking to people uh, about the the border situation, mm -hmm. and he was. It looked like he was uh, in like uh, an outside venue, and someone asked him a question out of nowhere, and he mumbles and stumbles. You have to pay real close attention. To his answer. Listen. You need help. Why won't they give you the help? All of a sudden, now they're starting about the, about the border. It's out of control. Why won't they give me the money? It's it's. Uh, I've oh, I've asked them. It's out of control. This is Biden, who, by the way, you know, he signed 94 uh, executive orders to remove all these different uh, protections that Trump had put into place to secure the border. One of the mm -hmm. first things he did when he became president out of spite, was to remove them all, okay? He just opened mm. the border wide. And if you remember during the uh, the election back uh, in 2020, Joe said on the stage in one of the debates that I would remove all of the uh, restrictions and uh, essentially wave the illegals through. He, he, he said it to the American people. Mm. He didn't hesitate. So so anyway, now he's saying to everybody, well, you know, if they give me more money and, and uh, I'll have be able to put up more protections. This is what Bill Maher said. Part two of the acting yeah. is Joe, is, is Joe oh, Biden saying, you know what, if you just give me a new law, a new law, why doesn't the president can fix this? He already has the existing law. And border patrol this, this is also right silly. I need a piece of yeah. paper from Congress to deal with the border. No, you already have that. That's right. That's right. You know, it's funny to hear uh, people on the left uh, starting to sound like that, but everybody's getting disgusted mm -hmm. because, you know, Bill, it's affecting everybody, everybody. And, you know, the, well, I, the lawlessness. Yeah, the Democrats are pushing this thing uh, like Texas. They declared that they were under an invasion, which they should have. They are. Uh, America's under invasion of this, and it's thanks to Joe Biden. But the Democrats are in denial. They're standing behind it. And they're 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 rallying, you know, trying to say that uh, Texas was wrong, everybody was wrong, but you know the solution is more money because they're using the border. Not only it's it's a planned replacement of Americans. They want they want to sit there and replace America and do mm -hmm. away with America. We've talked about this before, but it's also while they're in the process of it, we have something they want, money. 
They want our money. They want to fleece us with the border before they brush us out of here with a new world government replaced, replacing us with illegal aliens that have all the rights. You can't take a picture of them. You can't ask for identity. You can't penalize them or punish them for the things they have done or do. I mean, because you know, that's this, the uh, new America. This new uh, law that was uh, proposed by uh, Senator Langford, uh, Senator uh, Kristen Sinema, and Senator uh, Chris Murphy of uh, Connecticut. Uh, Langford really was a proponent of it. He, I mean, he was out there telling everybody how it's uh, the grace, greatest thing since sliced bread. First of all, if you look at the details of this uh, of this new proposed law, it's not a border law by any stretch of the imagination. They're talking about like $60 billion going to the Ukraine, you know, and then like $440 million maybe going to the border, kind of. I mean, it's not. And that's money that Joe can redirect. you got to realize any bill that's put out there and we go, yeah, yeah, $100 billion for that. Whew, good job. Well, now it's out of the news. It's out of the limelight. But they got $100 billion freed up. And they go, well, you know, we really don't need it for the border. We can use it to uh, buy more munitions for the Ukraine. Uh, we can do this and we can do that. Mm-hmm. Anything, and, and the reason that they do that, they, the war effort, even Nikki's in on that too, because politicians make money from the defense contractors. You know, there's the kickback. There's the... Well, well, we'll call it a commission. Hey, you get us that money and you get us that contract. You get a sales commission. You know, here's, here's again, I want to read the list of uh, how it was supposed to be allocated, the money that they're talking about in this bill. Uh, they want $60.6 billion to support the Ukraine, which is, last I checked, not a border country to the U.S., $14.1 billion in security assistance for Israel, $2.44 billion to support operations in the U.S. Central Command. Now, by the way, the Central Command, right, is under the authority of the, the Pentagon, which is already funded in our budget. So they want to throw another another $2.44 billion to the U.S. Central Command for what? Okay, but that's what they want to do. $10 billion in humanitarian assistance to provide food, water, shelter, medical care, and other essential services to civilians in Gaza and the West Bank, uh, Ukraine, and other populations caught in conflict zones across the globe. Isn't that what the U.N. is for? Don't we just give the U.N. like 58% of its budget already, and they want to give another $10 billion? You know, these guys, it's not their money. These, these senators, it's the American people's money and the American people be damned. I mean, it's not, well, a, it's not, a, it's not something that uh, they have to reach into their pockets for. As a matter of fact, Bill, I know this sounds cynical, but I think this, a large chunk of this is going to probably end up back in their, in their pockets, these corrupt well, I was politicians. I going to point out, a, anybody in management has done a budget before. And, you know, when you look at the little itemized details, yeah, yeah, that seems reasonable. You know, I, I need uh, 800 bucks for tires for the van this year. Okay, do that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you know, you itemize it out. But at the end of it all, you've got a big number that's your budget. 
That's what they want. The, this itemization of how it's going to be spent, that is just smoke. for John Cupo. It's smoke. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. But once you have yeah. that budget approved, you don't have to buy those tires. You don't have to buy that wrench. You don't have to buy this. You don't have to buy that. As a matter of fact, you got a big budget that you can allocate any way you want to, even if it's your own pocket. Yeah. And that's how a budget works. They want to give $4.83 billion to support key regional partners in the Indo-Pacific. You know, this is part of the proposed solution to our border problem, right? How does that fix the border? It doesn't, Bill. $2.33 billion to continue support for Ukrainians displaced by Putin's war of aggression. That's how they, they describe it. The bipartisan border policy changes were all negotiated by James Lankford of Oklahoma, Chris Murphy of Connecticut, and Kristen, uh, I guess it's Kirsten Cinema of uh, Arizona. Uh, they also have, by the way, $20.23 billion to address existing operational needs and expand capabilities at our nation's borders. Uh, resources for new border policies included uh, in the package and to help stop the flow of fentanyl. You know, if they were serious, the mm-hmm. biggest the biggest thing would be okay, securing the the border immediately, not next month or in six months, but I mean, getting down there with troops and literally blocking the border. You cannot come in anymore. Thank you very much. Have a good day. You know what the process is. Apply for for. Uh, a residency in this country, you, you go down, you fill out the application, you do it right. You cannot swim the Rio, hop the fence, and enter the country, and there you are, like they're mm-hmm. doing it right now. And by the way, all that would take is for Biden to say three words, secure the border. It's not, he doesn't need a new law. He doesn't need more money. You know, I, I just find it he amazing. He can't secure the border, though, because I think it'll come back and bite him on the butt because he's the one that unsecured the border. He did so in his speeches. He did so in uh, factuality. Uh, the moment he took uh, the, the office or stole the office, however you want to say he mm-hmm. got there, he got there and he undid it all. And he did it out of spite to begin with. Yeah. And, uh, you You're know, because right. he just wanted to undo everything Trump. And he's got to continue that way. And, you know, I, I, I don't know if he's ever going to secure the border. No. It's not in his best interest, but he might elude it to sit there and get into Boy, office. If you saw the video, Bill, of him uh, speaking uh, yesterday, uh, you would say if this, if this was a guy in an assisted living center, you'd tell him to quietly sit down and, and uh, turn the TV up a little bit so he can – because this guy – is zoned. He's he's not he's not thinking on the same plane that we're thinking on. I mean, like Bill said, he talked about sitting down shortly after he was elected with Francois Mitterrand. Well, I'll tell you this. You know, any time that I've known somebody that has soon afterwards passed away, mm-hmm. they they would sit there and talk about people that they saw. Oh wow, that are dead. Now you think about it. I don't mean to be mean or anything, but no. whether you've had a grand, maybe you had a grandmother that that passed, and just before wow. she passed, she saw 
her husband, your grandpa, that had been dead for 10 years. He, you know, he came to see me last night. You know, Bill, that's a that's an interesting uh, how point. How is he doing? He, Joe is seeing a lot of dead people. And, you know, well, he didn't know Francois Mitterrand. Well, he was a senator. You know, he, uh, he wasn't a vice president during the time, but he was a senator during the time. Right. So it's very damn good chance that... You know, he, he's aware of them. It was in the news and whatnot. And maybe all these people are fluidly coming back in his mind. And, you know, maybe this, maybe this guy wow. would have passed away a little while ago, but they are keeping him basically. He's a, he's a walking course. What I don't understand is, and I really mean this, is how a loving wife, can, she's not a loving woman. Okay, well, can, maybe that's the answer. But how can she allow her husband that she supposedly loves to go out every day on the public stage and literally uh, make a fool of himself? I mean, you know, everybody sitting in the crowd when he was speaking at these events and mumbled and stumbled and, and, and talked nonsense. Okay, Most people sitting in that crowd had to be thinking, what the heck is he talking about? We're not going to go back and talk about, you know, when he, him and his ex-wife who, anyway, Jill is a power hungry person. She was the babysitter, sitter, power hungry person. And everyone's going, well, Joe can't be in charge. Joe can't be in charge. Who's in charge? Well, she might be the puppeteer and she's getting instructions from somebody. And that's what's going on here. He's yeah. just a walking, talking or he's a walking, mumbling, stumbling puppet. She's pulling the strings, keeping him going. They're, you know, and, and they're, they're talking You know what they to say, her. too, Bill? They say, and this is not something I'm making up to, to pile on here, but uh, they say that he's uh, behind the scenes kind of a foul-mouthed kind of guy. He's, he's always swearing about Trump and using the four-letter words we don't use in public. I'm talking about so, the president. And usually, isn't that a sign of somebody? A lot. I mean, a lot of older people who have cognitive problems uh, will get testy like that. Yeah, I, I because I think they're 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 trapped in their own mind and they can't get out and they lash out. And you know, I'm not going to get into all this death talk here no. because uh, I don't want to. But the point is, there is something more going on to the picture than meets the eye. And if you sit back and really take a good, hard look at it, you, you'll see what I'm saying, that this man needs to be, you know, uh, I can't sit there and say you got to punish him for the crimes that he's done, and he's done crimes, because I don't know that he is cognitively, uh, you know, with mentally it, yeah. stable Yeah, with it. So he just needs to be, They need Jill needs to take his hand and say, Joe, say goodnight. Yeah. And walk him away, and let him go in peace. Because you, you, you know, Bill, you're absolutely correct. But you know, they, they have, I think, too much money and power. Uh, they have no here. one to replace him with. Right, right. They have, uh, they have Joe, and then what? Carmela. She has lower polling numbers than uh, Joe has, and Joe's numbers you, are in the tank. 
You know, they're, they're, they're attacking Trump, and they're trying to attack him on every accord. Nikki Haley's right there with him. Oh, she's, and Nikki, she's a, she is just a bitter little person, okay? I'll just leave it like that. Yeah, she, you know, and she's done some misspeaks, too. We've all done misspeaks. I do misspeaks all the time. But, you know, I'm she fine. Went on Saturday, and, she went on Saturday Night Live, which is a, 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 a mouthpiece for the liberal left. And she made fun of Trump, and boy, they welcomed her with open arms because... Are you okay, Trump? Are you sure? Yeah. Are you okay, Nikki? Because you sat there and admitted when the girl did the interview, you know, should you have uh, maybe addressed something that starts with an S and ends with a Y with that question? She goes, well, in hindsight, yeah, I should have. Uh, that would have been the better answer now. Well, I'm glad you had some hindsight, Nikki, and that you realized that because I realize. That you're not a Republican, hey, all she, that you're not a conservative, and you're not fit for office. All she, you have to know is that she question. said face-to-face with Trump, to Trump, she said, Mr. President, I respect you, and I would never, never run against you. She said this to Trump's face, well, and then she turns around and shivs him in the back. That's enough. Well, maybe, maybe she's not running against him. Maybe she is just there as a distraction. An interferer. That's all she well, some job people, is. Some people think, you know, Trump has, uh, some people came out from the RNC and said, why don't we just uh, try to push uh, Haley out and, and wrap this primary season up right now. This was after New Hampshire. You know, Trump this said is, no. And Trump said no. Let, let it run its course. I want people to know how popular we are, how strong we are. It's just, we're not just two states. So, um, but maybe what no. you're saying is true. That's an interesting point. Maybe she's running a kind of a interference for Trump. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's like having two football teams, but you've got a player from the other team on your team <laughs> that, that's sitting there going, okay, you know, when the quarterback runs by, I'm going to stick my heel out and trip him. You know, and, um, and that's what she's doing. Nikki is not what she appears to be. And she is, if, if you step back and take a good look at her. Yeah. She's an evil woman, and, and it's plain and it's clear as light. And, you know, I don't think that uh, – I don't think she's got a rat's chance of hell of being a Democrat or an independent. So she's just out there trying to disrupt the base, probably you know, trying to disrupt delegates and, you know. There has to be a lot of money involved. And I'm not just talking about for her if she wins, but she must um, – she must – be financially rewarded for doing this. She's got to know she's not going to win. Everybody she's, in the country knows, but yet she pursues it. She goes after Trump about the money he spent on defending himself. Right. Well, you know what? I think he should take uh, campaign funds and do it because anybody with a sense of logic would sit there and go, okay, they are coming up and taking the very narrowest of narrow definitions of a crime and going, well, we're going to infer a crime and we're going to go after the crime. Now he's got to defend himself. If that is a campaign attack, which I would say it is, then campaign money has to defend you because you're there campaigning. He's campaigning on behalf of the American people. So here nor there, but you know, you want to talk about Nikki doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell of winning anything. There is no path and she knows it. But she spent fifty million in Iowa. What she spend in New Hampshire, and yeah. now uh, 
You know, she's got other ones coming up. Isn't there, uh, what, today's the 6th. Is there a primary going on today? If there is, uh, yeah, they have a strange situation, I think, down in uh, South Carolina. I think they have a primary and a caucus. I could be wrong. Uh, Well, that that could be. Is that this week or is that next week? There's one, I, I know there's a separation. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know what it is yeah. or when it is, but I know I, think I know the one that, at the end of the month. Yeah, it's it's the one at the end of the month is the one they're aiming for. I guess that's the big one. So you're yeah. gonna you're gonna be seeing Nikki Haley uh, trying to pile on President Trump. And I, I saw a couple of interviews with President Trump yesterday. He uh, he was talking with for one Rob Schmidt on uh, Newsmax, and he was terrific. I mean, he's very aware of what's going on. You know, people say, well, his ego really gets me. You know, if he if he didn't have a strong ego to promote himself and his successes, the media would ignore him. And they that's the whole thing. He's I guess somewhere along the line, President Trump said, you know, if I don't talk about what we've done to be really successful, then the world will never know because the press is never going to tell them about it. Yeah. And speaking of which, the press never saying anything. Uh, I believe there is a, a a primary going on today. It's in Nevada. Okay. Well, today is the uh, what sixth of February. Yeah, yeah I think uh, it's a it's done a, deal. Uh, by the way, if uh, maybe Nevada is the primary and well, the caucus, I think yeah, Nevada they are. has both. They cl- it closes at seven o'clock tonight, uh, uh, local time, ten p.m. Either way. That's going on tonight. Have you heard about that on the news? No, because I think they figure that Trump has it all wrapped up in the and the news. Truly, does not well, want to talk about it because Trump has Nevada uh, wrapped up. And there are more important things to talk about, like Taylor Swift. Yeah. It, 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 by the way, it, can we pull over into the rest area for a second? I just want to. I, one thing I, before I, I forget. Uh, okay, I know who you're going to talk about. No, no, I, I, this is a little different. This was there, right. there was maybe you do, maybe you do know. Uh, there was this young singer uh, uh, at the Grammys. I didn't see the Grammys. I don't watch the Grammys anymore. I used, when I was a young disc jockey, I watched it all the time because it was uh, no, it was, was entertaining. Prep. Okay, but now yeah. it's just political garbage and and exactly. uh, a lot of hooey. So. But they had this young lady. I, I don't know her name. She's a singer, had a nice voice. She starts out the, the, her performance uh, on stage, and she all of a sudden she takes her right hand and she wipes her face, and there's blood on her face. And then there's bl- she wipes it again, and there's more blood on her face. And then it, uh, behind her, the walls, the set, starts to bleed blood, okay? It was basically a satanic ritual on the stage at the Grammys, and they're applauding her like, oh, isn't this special? You know, friends, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, odds are, call me crazy, it's a duck. They did the same thing last year, if you remember the Grammys. They had a, a guy go out and do a satanic performance, you know, they don't go out there and do uh, a praise uh, Jesus moment. They don't go out there and and uh, profess their faith in God. These people get out there and publicly uh, support this satanic ritual type thing. And friends, I I've stopped giving money to uh, and I again I love music. 
I love music. I, I made a living uh, playing rock and roll when it was really good, and the, and these guys weren't into that stuff. But now, they are. These people are on stage, and it's it's like it's like watching a satanic ritual. Do you know? Yeah. Did, you, did you see the Did you see the video? Olivia of that Rodrigo. Uh, Olivia Rodrigo. She did Vampire last year. It was I think the guys were transgender that were dressed up in satanic drag. And they did their oh thing. Oh, my God. So they, they are pushing this envelope. And what they're doing is whether you you might go, oh, yeah, I, I tuned that out. Actually, no, you didn't because you remember it. The seed was planted in your mind, and that's all they wanted to do. They want to address it and make it the norm. After they did their thing last year, transgenderism blew up. It's everywhere. You got school principals that are... Miss Bill, so-and-so. How do they get a young lady, and she's got to be, what, 21, 22? Yeah. She gets up there on stage, and they tell her, okay, what we, we want you to do is when you're singing the song, we want you to wipe this uh, phony blood all over your face and uh, and to writhe a bit on the, uh, on the stage like it's having an effect on you. Uh, mm-hmm. And maybe the people who did this... Pr- you know, set this thing up, say, well, it's a song about vampires. Nah, it was a song well, about Satan. Well, let me tell you something. You know, there was an attack on Disney and stuff with little symbols and symbolic things yes. from a long time ago. Yep. Well, let me tell you something. Now, you can go into somebody's house that has, oh, maybe a 10, 11, 12-year-old kid, and they might have the entire collection of Harry Potter. Do a little research on the author. And do a little research on some of the characters that are in there. And you might take those books and go, my kid doesn't need to learn this stuff. Because there are certain things that are, and you're going to be crazy. Seeing that we're down this road, and I do think it's a road you have to go down sometimes. You look at all all the movies coming, not all, but most of the movies coming out of Hollywood, right? They're all about Mm -hmm. superheroes. They're all about you know, uh, the Avengers, Ant-Man, all these different things. Um, but these are people who have godlike powers. They have godlike mythical powers. They, they don't go out there and promote real religious philosophy. They go out and create a, a myth, a lore. Even things mm-hmm. like even things in all like uh, Star Wars. I like Star Wars. I mean, I like to watch it back in '77. I mean, it was like watching a, uh, a fancy sci-fi movie. But some people, it has become a religion too. I'm talking about people who were adults now. They can tell you who the characters were, what they did, what they believed in, uh, whose side they were on. Were they really good or bad? Uh, they they had a mythical almost a religious feel to it. You know, Jabba the Hutt. May the force be with you. Not may God be with you. Not new, By the way, may God be with you has been around a lot longer than may the force be with you. Okay? Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, a movie comes along, Hollywood pushes the hell out of it. May the force be with you, you know? Uh, it, becomes, it becomes a religion. And and yeah, all and, and all of these Hollywood movies, Bill, that come out, not all of them, but a lot of them, had the same kind of mythical thing. They're trying to promote this lore. Everyone has special powers. Have so, you ever seen Superman in church? 
Have you ever seen Batman in church? Heck no. Have you ever seen any of the Avengers in church? Never. You know, but you know, that's I mean, a good point, Bill. That's a very good point. In 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 the episodes in the movies, did you ever see Superman walk out of church? No, I never have. I uh, never saw Batman either. No, it, no, it, no. I mean, and I'm not. Look, you know, I, I I get it. It's a fantasy thing, but fantasy becomes reality. Yes, and when it you does. Project, when you project this fantasia thing, you're resculpting the world. Are you doing it by accident or are you doing it on purpose? Um, you talked you know, about you, Disney, Bill. Disney, oh, right? Uh, yeah. you, you talk about uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. You talk about uh, Fantasia. All of them had a magical, mystical feel to it. They all, you never, even when they supposedly promoted good versus evil, uh, they all, they never talked about. Uh, God or or anything that we might traditionally believe in as a people, they made stuff up. Uh, what you said, by the way, about uh, about uh, Harry Potter, uh, I never really thought about it. Although I got to tell you, I I was never a fan because I went to the first few of them and I thought it was preposterous. It's like enough of well, this already, you know. I mean, every, everybody's magical and mystical and flying on brooms or whatever the heck, you know. Uh, it, it didn't have, uh, it didn't have any appeal to me, but, uh, yeah. a, a lot of people love it as, you know, you only to do is look at the uh, receipts in the movies. They, they are some of the biggest movies that were uh, ever produced over the last 30 okay, years. You're a writer. Okay. So right. you have the premise for a story. All right. You have a premise for a story. Anybody can have the premise for a story. Oh, I can't write. I can't really, you know, compose a sentence right, right and structurally right. You know what? You can take an online course or take a night class, and boom, you got it. Now all you got to do is build the backstory. The backstory is where all the crap exists, and that's where you build in everything because you got to take a story that if you're doing a Hollywood presentation of a movie, it's called a synopsis. That's a couple of pages. So your story is wrapped up in a couple of pages. There are people that specialize in telling the whole story, and you've got a half a page or a whole page to tell your story start to end, you got to get it done. So that is the essence of your story, you know? If all Boy you meets have girl, they fall in love, he gets a job, and uh, he gets sick, and he dies. I don't know. But either way, now you can build all the backstory into that, and then you have enough to fill up 100. If you don't have a good backstory, you don't have a story. If you have an idea for a story, it'll usually end up being about 10 pages if you really work at it. You have to have, like you say, the backstory. You have to be able to flush it out, add meat to the bone. Otherwise, the story isn't going to isn't going to work. A lot, of the, but getting back to these mythical program uh, movies and yeah. TV shows, um, it seems like Hollywood wants us to go in that direction. I mean, God, to 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 see this video. I watched this video, and and I. I thought to myself, who in their right mind at the network would say they used to be something called standards and practices? You know, these were the people who behind the scenes would say, that's not acceptable on our network. You can't put that on our network. And, and you would never see it. And I guarantee you, if this same thing were, were proposed 40 years ago, you never would have seen something like this on the network. But I don't think they have a standards and practices anymore. 
I think they just they just air whatever the heck they want to air and uh, keep their fingers crossed. Hope it, and I think they want uh, people to talk about it. Standards and practices. Maybe they have a procedures and practices of uh, it's a government arm of the things, the messages that they want to put out there, float and imply because they want to reshape America. Storylines now are changing to where we are getting softened to the fact that America may no longer be. And here we are witnessing it going on at the border. So while they're doing this dismantling of America, they're Obama put out a movie, you know, leave the world oh, yeah. behind, yeah, leave absolutely. the world behind, leave the world yes. behind. The title tells you everything that you need to know. And it leaves you with a lot of questions. And then you look around going, oh, okay. The seed has been planted, you know, and there's not, there's nobody out there planting good seeds anymore. But you know, you know what's happening in April? They're coming up with a movie called Civil War. Well, Texas. Uh And, you know, what, uh, you know, they're probably hoping Texas doesn't break out in Civil War before the movie comes out because they want to tell you how to react and what's what you're supposed to do. And that's what Civil War will tell you. I think that leave the world behind where, you know, they're standing there watching the mushroom cloud in New York go up. You know, and it's funny because, you know, there are things, okay, China, uh, over the weekend, they had a tar factory. Now, I found it interesting that they had a rupture in there and it blew up and it was a big giant mushroom cloud going up in the sky. Yeah. And somebody just happened to be there taking the picture right at the moment that that went up. Yeah. And it was a big plume, you know. And then you had the, the, the gas line uh, in Oklahoma that had the On big... On the Texas border, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in, uh, there have been, I think, three or four instances of just mysteriously, and cameras just happened to be right there to take it, of big explosions and big plumes. No, they weren't nuclear. And, they, and ironically, I don't know. Hey, was Bill, heard. Bill. Uh, this is not terribly long ago in the grand scheme of things, but one year ago, uh, one year and one year and three days ago, (laughs) uh, you want to talk about mushroom clouds, uh, over East Palestine, Ohio, boom. And you know, I don't think they have truly told us exactly what caused the problem. Why did the train derail at that spot? On that uh, piece of track, do you know? I have no idea why it did, Chad. You know, it doesn't take much to take a train off the track. Somebody can go out and they're, you know, they can they can get in their smart car. You know, yeah. those little uh, cars. Yeah, everything you need to take a train off the track can be put in the back of that, and and that's it. And you can derail a train. It's no big deal. I, I shouldn't say it's no big deal. It is a big deal. And you know, but. A lot of things are very susceptible to evil doings. So, you know, I think the train, I, the train was a signal. It was a planned thing. Just the things I'm talking about. There was a guy who was listening to our program. I'm not going to say his, I don't know his name, but you uh, mentioned him. And he was trying to fact check us to see whether we, what we said was right about the processing plants that have uh, been destroyed over the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, and, the fact is, it's it's out there. 
Now you you will you will probably see a number of different excuses for why these things have happened. Oh, it was a a fire in the uh, such and such department, you know. But the fact of the matter is, it seems kind of strange that all of these things are food processing plants. Why is our food processing area being uh, uh, attacked? Why? Do we have situations like East Palestine? Why do we have Maui? You know, Maui, people have forgotten about Maui. Yeah. 2,000 people, right? Gone? Yep. See what they do in those, when, you know, well, let's see if uh, hundreds of uh, over 100 food processing plants, you know, type that in as a Google search. Google comes back and goes, uh, that has been debunked by several places. And if you read the story, if you read the story and yeah. say, that's been debunked, he goes, there is no proof. Uh, what was it? There was no proof that um, the, the way they that worded it was... this was a was, conspiracy, but... Yeah, uh, that was it, that it was a conspiracy yeah. to blow up all those plants. That was what it said. There was no conspiracy there. Number one, we never said there was a conspiracy to do it. We just said... Or the administration was involved with the... Yeah, yeah. They, well, that, they, they tied it. The administration was not involved. Yeah. It was not a conspiracy... You know, the but it did acknowledge that those plants did suffer ill fate, but it just wasn't by the administration, and, and, and it wasn't a conspiracy. What they don't it's want you to weird. do, Bill, they don't want you to do your own fact checking. They don't want you to actually dig into just type in uh, uh, processing food processing plants destroyed, and uh, uh, last within last year or something like that. And, and see for yourself. Start counting these things up. I, and then, by the way, if you think that we're, we're doing things, uh, we're stretching the rules here a bit, go back a couple of years and then type in the same thing for food processing plants destroyed between ni- uh, 2015 and 2020. I mean, y- you will see that this is a record number of, of, of things that have gone wrong in our country. But they're not making an, they're not making a thing about it. Hey, look at well, getting back to the border for a second. These guys in our media, these fact checkers and all the, they see nothing wrong with what's going on on the border. There's no conspiracy here. Just let them all in. You know, these are the same people we're trusting for facts. Stick it. You well, know. I'd like the I like these fact checkers and the news to explain why all these people coming across the border is a good thing. Now, I saw maybe ten years ago there was a guy talking about, well, you know, United States has to grow. We have to have immigration, and he was showing this staggering chain of what they predicted and what the Democrats wanted. And it's kind of like the numbers now; it goes way beyond what we actually need to grow, and that needs to be something if we want to grow. We have to do it at a monitored pace. I would say right now it's time to close the borders and close them for a long time because we've well surpassed it. Even the green speakers out there saying there's too many people on the planet. We don't need to be letting any more people into these here United States. Mm. We need to find the people and either find out if they get to be vetted and have to learn our ways and stay. And if they don't want to or if they're, they're vermin, Get them out of here. And that's that's all there is to it. You know, my question is, can we really uh, send these people back to their homes? Oh, I don't think so. And And we're talking, talking, I hear hear people saying, well, six million people have come in. 
Then I hear someone else say, well, it's more like 18 million people. And then I hear somebody say, well, it's 20 million people. The number is like squeezing jello. You know, nobody has an exact figure. Well, and you know why they don't have an exact figure? Because we're focused on Texas and Texas is being invaded. But are they just coming in from Texas? Oh, no. Are they coming in from Louisiana, oh, Florida, no. Mississippi? Are they coming in from New Jersey? Canada. Are they coming in yeah. Canada? Uh, you know, East Coast, West Coast, California, Seattle, Washington. We don't even pay attention to those. It's like, you know, don't worry about that, you know. By land or by sea, they are coming in. And, and they're probably coming in via air travel, too. Because, yeah, you know, you could sit there and you could take a plane. All right. Mm -hmm. And let's say it's got 100 passengers on it. They could be nefarious people. You know, that pilot can sit there and go, okay, we just took off before he clears 100 feet from a from a deserted uh, uh, landing strip. Mm -hmm. Transponders off. Turn that transponder off. Nobody knows who they are, where they are. And they can fly in undetected and land vector in and land at a place that's undetected. They know where the radar is that can spot them, but you know they look for transponders. You know, yeah, they, they yeah. could get in. They they, they smuggled could, a lot of drugs into our country this way for for decades. You know, seriously, from like uh, the nineteen eighties, they would come in. ships. They would come in at a low altitude with their transponders off. They'd land at some little airstrip that nobody even knew existed, and uh, drop off their stuff, and off they would go. Yeah, I mean, look. And we were softened for that in the movies of people being smuggled in, dying in the smuggling and whatnot. But they can be smuggled in and not smuggled in a way they're crammed like sardines, but they could bring a lot of people in through cargo containers, through ships and whatnot. There's a lot of different ways. And you say, oh, that's that's inhumane. But look how they're coming across now, inhumane. The other thing that I'm sick and tired of is I'm sick and tired of the left saying, you're not compassionate. You don't feel for these poor people who are fleeing uh, a, a, a difficult society, a dangerous society. They All they want is a chance to live and breathe free. Well, no, I'm compassionate. I really am. The problem with the situation as it stands right now is a lot of bad people are coming across the border. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. there are good people, but it's like, it's like how much poison do you allow to to come across with the good people. That's what we have right now. Look at you heard them talking yesterday about the the gangs in New York and in the bigger sanctuary cities that have uh, flaunted their authority. They're becoming like uh, street gangs. They are acting like they're in control of the city. Uh, you heard about the gang in New York that beat up those police officers. Then they. They one of the guys said, ah, "I'm not going to go to my appearance. I'm just going to go out to California and change my name. They'll never find me," which is true. He'll take mm-hmm. off for California, and he'll he'll live as uh, somebody else uh, uh, under a nom de air. Yes. Yeah. Hey, you know, we were talking about the the grocery thing. You know, Joe Biden is 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 lamenting the. Uh, you know, he's bashing the grocery stores, saying, "Well, their prices are too yeah, high." Right. Gee, Joe. Uh, the the supply and demand. The supply is down. The demand is still there. So the only way that they can maintain their uh, their cost and yeah. and everything is to raise prices. What they they shouldn't raise their prices when you've you, you've choked off the uh, supply chain. 
I mean, come on. Now, I get it. Actually, the margin of profit in, in grocery is not that high. It's very low. You know, it's not the standard ratio that you I would think have. you said yeah. you go into stores now and you see a lot of things that you used to expect on the counters to be, they're not there anymore. Well, and you if know, they are, I mean, the prices are much higher than they used to be. I know people, A, they're short-staffed. B, they're sitting there, they're waiting for truck to come in. Trucks don't come in. They go, yeah. well, you know, we had a maintenance problem. We had this and we had that. The fact is the warehouses don't have the goods because the supply chain has burned to the ground. You know, and yeah. that's that's the bitter, cold, hard fact. And they're trying to keep a lid on it. Once he gets reelected, if he gets reelected, then they can say, well, you know, Trump back in uh, 2017 when he took, well, or 2018, he really screwed it up, 2017 and 18. And this is just carryover. The, everything is Trump's fault. Everything with Biden is somebody else's mess. I even find it interesting how they're going you know, Trump has been saying that under his watch, there has never been a terror act. Now, they're going back, oh, that's incorrect. Back in, uh, well, I say 2017, there was the guy that hit the bikers in New York, and he was with ISIS, and, you know, it did kill eight people. Okay. Was it a terror attack? It was a well-planned, thought-out terror attack. Well, if it was well-planned and thought out, then it was planned during the Obama administration only carried out during the Trump administration at the beginning. But again, that wasn't a terror attack. And if you go to look to see how many terror attacks have happened during Joe Biden, which we know there have been a lot. I think President Trump, to, when he talks about a terror attack, yeah, he's, he's, talk, talking he's talking about, about like 9-11. He's talking yes. about something that is mass casualty. I mean, there's always going to be these uh, outliers going on. yeah there's always you know getting back before i forget but they, yeah they like to stretch it is what, what i'm saying one of the things that I, I i wanted to point out was that getting back to that bill that we were talking about at the beginning of the show sorry about that we're uh but apparently last night mitch mcconnell for some unknown reason Rolled over. He changed his uh, attitude about the bill. He was standing up in front of the people yesterday saying how the bill was smart, good thing to do, and uh, I think we all should uh, stand by this bill. And then he he got uh, never-ending phone calls into his office from constituents who said, if you vote for this bill, you fathead, you'll never see another re-election campaign. You'll be, I mean, they must have threatened him with everything. Because all of a sudden, supposedly, this is what I heard last night, he had changed his attitude about this bill, and he no longer supports it. I even heard this morning somebody said that James Lankford now was having second thoughts about the bill that he helped create. So, yeah, I mean, well. these, these people, if you don't think they respond to you, the American voter, when, when, you, when you let them know how you really feel, uh, you're mistaken. They will, if you call their office and say, you better not do this. This vote stinks like a bad roadkill. Uh, they will change their opinion. They will. So yeah. I, I just thought I'd pass that along. That's actually good news. I'm hoping that, and by the way, Speaker Johnson, who I'm still mm. on the fence with, because I, uh, I, I expect more from him. But the good news is, before the bill even got to the House, he said it's dead on arrival. So. Well, good. I, I hope so. But, uh 
You know, uh, we had a lot of Republican Congress people saying, ah, they're not coming back. Apparently, Victoria, what's her name? Uh, oh, yeah, I heard this. Uh, from yeah. Indiana, anyway. But uh, she's she actually said, from Russia. She's actually a Russian immigrant, would you believe? Well, either way, she said, you know what? I'm staying in. I'm going to run for re-election. I like that. And it's funny you should mention that because, you know, Tucker Carlson, who has nobody holding any uh, strings over him, is in Russia now. Yeah. To, to uh, interview uh, Vladimir. And I bet you he's probably getting that interview right now. But the people in Russia uh, were very happy to see him and think that he's very brave because basically uh, news people here are wusses. Well, you know, it's it's hard to it's hard to dis, dis, it's hard to disagree with them. Uh, they actually were quite pleased to see Tucker Carlson. Uh, he they loved his sense of humor. I thought that was funny because you know I don't think he speaks Russian, and so they had to get his humor, I guess, in translation. Mm. And I think they really they got it. You know, they were able to to get the you jokes. Know, yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, before everything went down, you know, people that know me knew, knew that uh, my son and I, we were going to go to Russia. We were going right. to go there on vacation before everything, you know, obviously blew up. Right. Because we had no idea of all of this stuff, you know, but we thought it would be fun to go see. There are some beautiful places to see oh, there. Sure. You know, and uh, we thought, well, it would be a lifetime, you know, adventure Experience, that you could yeah. do. Experience. Uh, now I don't know that that'll ever be in the cards, but you know, but you know, time heals everything, but a leaky radiator and Joe <laughs> Biden. Um, so you never know with that, but, uh, yeah, they, uh, people are having good things I, to say. I would just love there. to see, I see, I know for some reason they push Russia as being the bad guys all the time, Russia, Russia, Russia. Uh, and I would like to see a moment in my lifetime where we actually uh, have a, well, a friendly relationship. I mean, I think we we had this during the Trump administration, much to the chagrin of uh, a lot of the left. The left, the left loves having a, a, a country to hate, and they want you to hate them too. And when you look at the Russian Every people, Every story has to have a villain. And the, you know but that. you look at the Russian people, and they're they they seem to be decent people. They just want to. They want to do the things that we want to do. They they like so much of the Western world and our culture, and uh, they're polite people. Uh, and, and when you see them, and, and by the way, after the 50 years of crap that they went through with uh, guys like uh, Stalin and Khrushchev and, uh, you know, all these other uh, communist leaders, uh, for them, they, they, they breathe democracy and fresh air, even with Putin, by the way, they have it pretty good now for the most part, you know? Yeah, well, you know, could uh, could Joe Biden and some of these uh, Democrats that we have and oligarchs we have and rhinos that we have be the, the modern-day Stalins? Oh, God. Yeah, well, you know, all I can tell you, he, he, he acts sometimes like a dictator, and I don't like that. He's supposed to be a representative of the people, He's our but president. A uh, and a dictator will always throw his bat on somebody else. They try to say everything that Joe is doing is what Trump is guilty of. And now, by the, Trump. I'm sorry. By the way, Bill, I don't like this uh, war in the Ukraine. You know, I really don't no, like neither it. Neither do I. I don't like seeing anyone, any of these people getting killed. I think, a, you know, the real victims in these 
darn wars are the citizenry. They're, they're the victims. Mm-hmm. You know, these, these, these governments go back and forth, and then they kill the citizens. They kill the people, young soldiers. I, the, in, in the Ukraine, they've had such a devastating uh, time with this war, they don't have a lot of young soldiers to go back to. Either they've been killed in the battlefield or they've left the country and won't come back. You know, so now they're looking for middle-aged men and young mm-hmm. boys. Just like, does that sound familiar, by the way, middle-aged men and young boys? It's what Hitler did at the end of uh, World War II when he was running out of people because they killed so many of their, their youth. I mean, this is not a win-win situation. When you hear clowns like Lindsey Graham say something something like this when, when, they, when he talks about giving the money to the Ukraine, you know? Free or die. Free or die. Now you are free. Yes. And we will be. And the Russians are dying. It's the best money we've ever spent. You hear that? And, the, and Zelensky says, and the, and the Russians are dying. And, and Lindsey Graham says, it's the best money we ever spent. My question to you when I hear that... I don't want to spend it that way. Well, yeah. But when I hear him say that, I think, what guy in his right friggin' mind, you know, would say that publicly to anybody? The best money we ever spent. We're killing people with that money. We're killing Russians. Well, did he know there was a microphone there because it seemed off in the distance? And, and, And I noticed that there's a lot of candid recordings going on these days on both sides. And, you know, well, we have this recording, a secret recording, or or whatever. So, you know, in his defense, he probably didn't know that that was being recorded, or Zelensky, he should have never said that. But the point, you know, again... Well, you know, nowadays, with technology being what it is, you have to assume that everything you say, if you're a politician, is being recorded. Everything you say is being recorded. You got cameras on every street corner, you got microphones everywhere your, your cell phone. Everybody who has a cell phone has a recording studio in their hand. You know? Mm-hmm. So I mean you would think that they would uh, be smart enough to know that they're being recorded. And I'll tell you what I've noticed, Bill, and maybe you have too, since uh, we've had guy, a guy like Joe Biden in the presidency. Uh there was a time when reporters when they mic'd a president made darn sure that the president was on mic. They made Now, maybe this is because a lot of reporters have gotten lazy and they use their cell phones for audio. But in the old days, they stuck a mic on the console, on the podium, and did a mm-hmm. mic check. So they made sure they got every word. Nowadays, he sounds like he's way off of the cra- He just doesn't sound like he's on mic. <laughs> you know, he sounds like he's, he's uh, off in the distance somewhere. He sounds, uh, besides being confused, he sounds off mic. And uh, is that intentional? Or is it just the fact that reporters have become lazy? Uh, maybe a mixture of both, you know, because he stumbles and mumbles a lot. And so yeah. if the recording is off mic and a little bit garbled, you know, you, you, you might give him a little bit more lenience. And again, I go back to my you know, old man before death uh, scenario. And I'm just saying, he is not in, in good shape. Christy Nome. Hear about her? No. Okay. Well, anyway, she, uh, she has to apologize to a transgender group for something she said and pay him $300,000. Well, 
gag me. What what judge issued that ruling? I mean, this, these yeah these these guys are are ridiculous. The, these leftist judges uh, are using the law as a weapon. It's called lawfare, and, yeah. and they did it. They're doing it with Trump. I mean, oh, we we, yeah. uh, we should play. I want we before we leave, we got to play for you a cut uh, of this is from. And I didn't even know the lady had a show. E. Jean oh, Carroll. Yeah, yeah. This should have been used in trial. Absolutely. E. Jean Carroll hosted somewhere. I don't know whether this was a pilot that never got picked up anywhere. Uh, I, I think it got on, but it didn't stay on long. It was some 20 years ago, but it right around that time. No, uh, more like 30 years ago. 30 years ago. Yeah. Right around the time, though, you know, or a precursor to... But it shows her character. It shows her mental. Well, you figure out yeah. what it shows. The thing about this, by the way, is that you're not going to see the visuals. She looks insane. At one point uh, when she hears the music, and you'll hear the point when she hears uh, the dating game music, and I hate this music, she's lying on the floor of the studio, pounding the floor like a baby. I hate this music. Uh, and this is the host of the show. And, and mm. she rambles, and she sounds, well, listen. All you have to remember is that you're a woman, and if you're a woman, you're precious, okay? Yes, my darlings, chasing men is the highest amusement there is, but man handling the difficult little buggers is something else. Call me. You got some questions? We're live. Is anybody out there calling? They've all switched off this show because they thought it was a dating game. I'm so embarrassed. 1-800. It's not the dating game. the dating game, my darling Flopsy Gravies. A melancholy proposition is before our beautiful Moira. She's either going to prove herself to be a complete nitwit as a manhandler. Suppose I have to come get you. Here I come. Here I come. I'm going to come and get you guys. Okay. Where are all these ugly guys? Is there anybody here who weighs under 400 pounds? Oh my God! How fabulous! Each one more dazzling, more respectful. Blended the other. Come out here. Nobody chose you, you poor thing. This is Andre. Go on out. I mean, I'm looking at this thing. I'm sorry if I was a second late jumping back in, but my mouth is, I cannot believe. She got $83.3 million. Now, you tell me oh. that, no, I, I'm not even going to say it, <laughs> but you tell me that what she said happened, happened, and she can't even figure out the date, place, or time. You know, all I can say, uh, Bill, is that uh, she's a tool. She's being used, and she's being used as a weapon by the left to destroy. Exactly. Trump. She was, and that's why they didn't allow evidence because they didn't want that to come out. You know, she was drunk there in that show. So, you know, if she was in that store or some store, she could have been in a five and dime. You don't know, and. Uh, that she mistook it for something else. You know, do you think she, she was drunk off her butt when she was there? She was drunk there. She sounded, I'll tell you that much. And you know, eighty-three point three million dollars. I don't think she'll see a dime of it. That's just my opinion. I mean, eighty-three point three million. She goes on television and she goes on with Rachel Maddow, and they're laughing like a bunch of schoolyard, uh, you know, kids. Oh, we got eighty-three million dollars. What are you going to do with? It? I'm going to buy you a penthouse. She says. I mean, she's supposed to be a victim, and she sounds like uh, 
she just uh, stole the uh, the test from the teacher. I mean, it is it it is ridiculous. And uh, the eighty three million dollars, I don't think she'll see a dime. Because she'll go to a, a real courtroom, I think, on appeal. And 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 Trump's is lawyers there? and Trump's lawyers will well eventually. He, is, he, no, he, I mean, I was going to say, is are there real courtrooms anymore? I mean, because they have flooded with the uh, court system with Democratic I would ask for operatives. a change. Of, I would ask for a change of venue for one thing. I wouldn't do it in New York City again. If I were President Trump's lawyers, I would I would argue that uh, you can't get a fair trial here. It's just not in, not in the cards. And we ask for a change of venue and go somewhere. Go to Buffalo. That's New York State. You know, mm-hmm. go to go to some place. Uh, that might give you a, a better chance at an honest uh, outcome. This, this was, you know, you heard uh, Elena Hamba say, we didn't get a chance to present our case. You know, we, we, were, we were stymied at every turn by this ridiculous judge. Who- she's a good attorney. They're trying to say that Trump's saying that she's a bad attorney. Is he looking for someone else to represent during his appeal? Maybe, maybe not. You know, you're always open... Look, I've had cases before, and you know you might have an attorney you're sticking with you like, but you look at your other options because you want to have them. Yeah. You know? Hey, I just looked up this one thing that just came across uh, the wire before we uh, end the program. Uh, the House Rules Committee has voted 8-4 to four to uh, move Mayorkas' impeachment vote to House floor for committing high crimes and misdemeanors. I think we're wasting time with this, folks. Uh, even if we remove him, we're gonna repl- they'll replace him with some other like-minded, you know, guy. And well, uh, number one, if they do it, just do it and move on and get Biden and impeach him. Because yeah, you know, the Senate will overrule rule it, but then he gets the stain. Put the stain on the yeah. man because he needs it. That way, when he pardons himself and pardons Hunter, you know, then you can sit there and go. You need to put. Yeah, all the cards in the deck on the table, so everybody sees how the game is being played and what the cards are. And lastly, uh, a sad news: a legendary country star Toby Keith passed away mm. uh, yesterday from stomach cancer. He was sixty-two. I liked him; kind of a tough guy, cowboy, six foot four. Yeah, yeah you know what? He was a gentle giant. He was a good guy. You know, I mean, uh, should have been a cowboy. Beer for my horses. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's my house. Uh, yeah, I. I I know the stuff. I I know you played, played a lot it. of Toby in my career. Yeah, I've yeah. done rock. I've done pop. I've done country. Well, God bless him. I hope he's uh, enjoying uh, music uh, with God in heaven right now. And uh, my condolences to his family. Hey, my friend, we've done it. Another show in the can, man. Another long show in the can, but we had a lot to talk about. Tomorrow we do the same thing right here. If you enjoyed this one, tell your friends. Spread the word, please. Uh, we need your help. Uh, you know, this podcast business, it's a sea of nonsense uh, it, with little gems, uh, little jewels in, in, in floating around in it. I'd like to think that our program is one of those little jewels. Uh, yeah. I, I know a lot on the left might disagree, but that's okay. Uh, if you would, tell your friends. Pass the word about uh, Jim and Bill. It's another day. By the way, they can they can find us in a lot of different places, right? I mean, you can yeah, find- yeah, and actually, we made it simple by just Jim and Bill. Yeah. So you can usually find us that way. But if you don't find Jim and Bill, Jim and Bill, it's another day, or it's another day. But the 
Jim and Bill, it's another day. And make sure you put Jim and Bill because there are other guys like Jim and Bill and Ralph. And, Jim, and we didn't know this until recently. But we're Jim and Bill. Jim well, and there's Bill. Bill, Jim, and Rachel. How's Rachel doing? <laughs> I don't even know Rachel. She got, she got equal yeah. billing, whoever she is. Um, the thing is, you have to, uh, uh, when you if you type it in a search, if you go to Google mm-hmm. and you want to find us, just type in Jim and Bill. Spell the words and out. There Jim we and Bill. Be. And we'll, we'll be right there. Okay. Yeah, and do do like the show. Do share the show. That's important. We have a lot of people out there. Hell, we got people in every all fifty states. A lot of people in all fifty states. A lot of huge. As hey, we're we're heard in twenty eight countries around the world, Bill. Twenty eight countries around the world. All those people can't be wrong. They're right. Absolutely. I like like that. 833-538-7868 is our number. 833-538-7868. I'll give you all the email addresses. It's mail at it's uh, it's another day.com. Mail at it's another day.com. Jim and Bill at mail.com. Mail at Jim and Bill.com. I'm so confused. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, our our street address. It no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but yes. no, you, you can get a hold of us. And uh, you know what? If you go to Spotify, you go to iHeart or any of those places, we're there. Uh, I think it's Apple. Uh, um, not yeah, Apple. And I think you got Amazon. All the, yeah, uh, Amazon all Music. The yep, we're at Spotify, yeah, so iHeart Radio. Uh, uh, two. We're everywhere. I mean, we just have to type in the right search, though. Because it, again, it's a sea of podcasts. I mean, everybody who has a microphone is doing a podcast about something. So, uh, and you know what? It's and all of them except ours, mm-hmm. and that's this is a good thing. When you go to them, all of a sudden commercials roll on the front end. Sometimes that's the agreement that right. you do to be on the podcast. Every platform we're on, we do not have commercials rolling on the front. Or the back, um, maybe that'll that change. Was a choice. Yeah, maybe that'll change because you know we're finding we have uh, a large audience, and uh, the other smaller podcasts are uh, paying their bills with commercials. So maybe you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like affiliate ads. I would rather have. Uh, we've never done it. I would rather have real commercials inside the show, like yeah. where we sit there and say, "Hey, this is what." Yeah, yeah, you know, a real sponsor, but those go to the big, big players, and it's not that we're not a big player, but yeah, you know, let's just be honest. I mean, a lot of those guys are on big, you know, broadcast platforms, and they have that engine. Uh, our engine are your legs and my legs and our yeah. mouths. Well, anyway, I think uh, all we're we're looking for now is uh, the standard Bill Knight clothes, if uh, you don't mind, sir. Yes. You know, I don't don't pretend you don't know what the close is. You do it every show. Oh, come on. Yeah, I, you know that's it. Hasta la vista. I'm out of here. This is CRN America. These days when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From Acceleration.com, 
It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>